Hi, this is Diane Peters from jcharvestinvestments.com. How are you doing today? Hey, listen, um, I'm taping this on the same day as I did Thursday, but hey, listen, what does it matter? So I can't talk about the weather because I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Listen, today I want to talk to all my women friends. I just, I just want to tell you something. I want us to learn to love one another and not put down or talk bad about one another. Um... I firmly believe that strong women, when you feel good about yourself, you don't need to be a mean girl. I, I, re, I truly believe that. I, I think it goes across the board for anybody, but I, I'm specifically speaking to women today because I know in my life, I haven't always felt close to women because I never really understood why women would put other women down. I just don't get it. You know, I know we talk about a lot of people, so I'm not going to say it's just women, but I'm finding that so hard when we're trying to advance and do things in this society and we feel like we're getting, and and, you know, the first thing is to not feel like a victim. No one is doing anything to you that you didn't allow to happen. Now, I'm not talking about women who are being domestically abused. That's happened to me. I know I didn't ask for that. So I am not talking about that. I'm talking about circumstances and situations in our lives that, let's face it, we had control over and we chose to just cop out. Let's face it. We copped out. I've done it. Hey, I'm guilty of it too. And I've used an excuse. But I realize when I'm using those excuses for why something didn't happen, I'm giving myself an out. Hey, sometimes you make plans. It doesn't work out. You know what that you know what that means? That means you just need to re-examine the plan that you put in place. And then make another one. That way you're not a victim. And, and again, I am not talking about two victims here. I'm talking about circumstances, situations, and our lives. You know, I, I think about, hey, when I was in high school, I had an opportunity to become a claims adjuster. Didn't recognize what the president of this company was doing for me. I mean, the full story is, back in the day, when I was in school, women didn't really have, at least where I'm being raised, a lot of options. So I'm hearing from my mother, a secretary would be good. From society, a teacher or a nurse would be good. I don't even like blood, not even my own blood. I mean, if I prick my finger, I freak out. So what the heck am I gonna do with you know being a nurse? And then teachers, that takes God-given patience to be a really good teacher. My brother, Richard Norman Fuller, was a great teacher, an excellent educator, and he loved the children. And and I'm not that. (laughs) I knew it. And a secretary. So let me give you uh, what happened to me as a secretary. I'm working back in the day when secretaries were supposed to go and get the food for their, and mind you, I'm in in 12th grade. I'd taken all my credits, so I only had one class in the mornings, and I found a job at this John Hancock insurance company. And um, my job was to take dictation, yeah, took dictation, knew how to do it back then, and type up letters, do whatever. That was my role. So I'm doing this role, right? But in my head, I mean, I'm supposed to make coffee, I'm supposed to do everything, you know. And at a point, I just said, what the heck am I making coffee for? I don't even do this for my dad or my brothers. Why can't these men make their own coffee? So we had like four or five insurance agents. Actually, one had graduated from Fairfield University with my brother, Rick. Knew him very well. 
And um, sometimes I'd go in his office and we'd have conversations. But at one point, I got tired of making these guys coffee. So I used to make the coffee and tell them what was in there. So yeah, I was doing things like that. And meanwhile, I started do, you know, doing the claims work. And I found that so interesting. I really liked that. So I would get so busy during the day when these agents would come in. They're like, um, Diane, I need you to dic- yeah, I need to dictate this letter. I said, hey, write it down, okay? And I'll type it up later. And then another one would say, I need coffee. I said, coffee's made, just make it, get it yourself. So I kept doing this, not thinking anything of it. I, I mean, what? I, at home, I'm not serving my family, my brothers that way. So why do I have to serve these guys, you know? And at one point, um, and then in the afternoon, I would be take over for the, the president's secretary. I give him the same line: "Go get your own coffee. <laughs> Write down your own notes." I, hey, I'm just thinking. I'm busy here. I got these, cla-. and that's what I'd say. I'm busy here, guys. I've got these claims. Even to the president, I'd say this. I'm busy. You write down your stuff. I'll do it later. I'm just that. That's just the way I'm thinking here. So at one point, he calls me in his office. Uh, actually, his secretary said, uh, you know, the president, she named his name, wants to speak to you, Diane. I was like, oh, no, what's going on? Why does this guy want to speak to you? I think I'm doing a great job. Mind you, I took over all the claims work. So the person who was doing the claims work, I'm doing it all for her, you know? And I'm just so into it. And uh, so he calls me in his office, and he says to me, Diana, first of all, I want you to know, with those claims, you've got them all caught up. We really like what you're doing. But you know, Diane, I really don't think secretarial work is your, is your role here. At that point, I'm thinking, this guy's going to fire me, you know? And he says, so listen, Diane. You know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to, we want to send you to Hartford to take this 18-month course to become a claims adjuster. And I was like, well, oh, wow, that works. So I said to him, I'm not getting fired. He says, no, 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 no. We're going to hire another secretary, and then we're going to send you to Hartford. And then, you know, after you finish with that, you come back here, and then you will be in charge of the claims. Because the person they had doing the claims was just like um, a coordinator, somebody who really didn't want, first of all, she didn't like it, number one. And it, it was getting so backed up. So in those days, there was no computer, so you had to do everything by hand. So I was just enjoying it so much that honestly, like I said, I would come in at 10.30 in the morning, work straight through, sometimes even through lunch, and I got them all caught up. The bottom line is, I didn't end up going to claims adjuster school. I got pregnant, got married, squashed that dream. But guess what? That maybe that was the plan all along. Because I learned so much from that incident. First of all, I wouldn't have had my beautiful son, okay, whom I love dearly. And second of all, I wouldn't have had all the experiences that have happened in my life. Now, eventually, I did become um, an, an insurance agent, you know, a property and casualty agent. And so, you know, that was my next go around. But again, I don't blame that on anybody. You know, I had an opportunity. It didn't work out, but I wasn't ready for it. That's what I can see right now. Although I enjoyed the work completely, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't mature enough. I think I told you I had an opportunity to try out for Juilliard when I was 14. Uh, they were they had they were looking for minority students, you know, especially African American young women. And I had this opportunity to just try out. I didn't even do that. But there's no reason to cry about that. My mother, she was great. I had a great mom. She said, "Listen." She set me down. She explained about with this situation with my dance teacher 
that, you know, Diane, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I remember her talking to me just like this. Now, but I'm going to leave it up to you because this is your life. I'm not going to push you to go and do it. I'm just going to let you make that decision. Thank God for my mom. Because you know what? No excuses. I chose not to do it. That's on me. No one made me feel bad about it. And now I recognize how many years later what that opportunity could have done. Not just for myself, but I realize now, really, those are my, those are my tribes. I love dance. I, I even like the creative world. I think I told you I went out with a, um, somebody who was involved with the American Ballet Company. I fit in so well with all those artistic, creative dancers. It was unbelievable. It's like, I found my tribe. But, hey, what are you going to do? Things happen. You just learn. So what that caused me to do is every time an opportunity came my way, I jumped into it. I said, I'm going to take it as far as I can. So I was no longer going to hold myself back and use the excuse of what? Somebody did something to me? No. I made choices. They weren't the ones that maybe I should have made. And maybe they were. Because each choice that I made, each decision I made, I made it. So, hey, no victim here. I'm no victim. And ladies, neither are you. Let's take back our lives. Let's gain the confidence we need so that we're not putting each other down, but we're lifting each other up. Come on, strong ladies. I know you're out there, strong women. Come on, let's do this thing. Thank you for listening. This is Diane Peters from jcharvestinvestments.com. Make it a great day.